Greetings, detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the suspense will only come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take just a moment to relax into the spot. Let your body sink in slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things, my voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in, four counts out. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out one, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out that last bit of stress. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. The Murders in the Rue Morgue, Part 2 It was in Paris in the summer of 1840 that I met Auguste Dupin. He was an unusually interesting young man with a busy, forceful mind. This mind could, it seemed, look right through a man's body and into his soul and uncover his deepest thoughts. Sometimes he seemed to be not one, but two people. One who coldly put things together and another who just as coldly took them apart. One morning in the heat of the summer, Dupin showed me once again his special reasoning power. We read in the newspaper about a terrible killing, an old woman and her daughter living alone in an old house in the Rue Morgue had been killed in the middle of the night. The newspaper read, Paris, July 7, 1840. In the early morning today, the people in the western part of the city were awakened from their sleep by cries of terror, which came, it seemed, from a house in the street called the Rue Morgue. The only persons living in the house were an old woman, Mrs. Lespanet, and her daughter. Several neighbors and a policeman ran towards the house, but by the time they reached it, the cries had stopped. 
When no one answered their calls, they forced the door open. As they rushed in, they heard voices, two voices. They seemed to come from above. The group hurried from room to room, but they found nothing until they reached the fourth floor. There, they found a door that was firmly closed, locked with the key inside. Quickly, they forced the door open, and they saw, spread before them, a bloody, sickening scene. A scene of horror. The room was in the wildest possible order. Broken chairs and tables were lying all around the room. There was only one bed, and from it, everything had been taken and thrown into the middle of the floor. There was blood everywhere, on the floor, on the bed, on the walls. A sharp knife covered with blood was lying on the floor. In front of the fireplace, there was some long gray hair, also bloody. It seemed to have been pulled from a human head. On the floor were four pieces of gold, an earring, several objects made of silver, and two bags containing a large amount of money in gold. Clothes had been thrown around the room. A box was found under the bed covers. It was open and held only a few letters and papers. There was no one there, or so it seemed. Above the fireplace, they found the dead body of the daughter. It had been put up into the opening where the smoke escapes to the sky. The body was still warm. There was blood on the face and on the neck there were dark, deep marks which seemed to have been made by strong fingers. These marks surely show how the daughter was killed. After hunting in every part of the house without finding anything more, the group went outside. Behind the building, they found the body of the old woman. Her neck was almost cut through, and when they tried to lift her up, her head fell off. The next day, the newspapers offered to its readers these new facts. The Murders in the Rue Morgue, Paris, July 8th, 1840. The police have talked with many people about these terrible killings in the old house on the Rue Morgue, but nothing has been learned to answer the question of who the killers were. Pauline Dubourg, a washwoman, said she had known both of the dead women for more than three years. She has washed their clothes during that period. The old lady and her daughter seemed to love each other dearly. They always paid her well. She did not know where their money came from, she said. She never met anyone in the house, only the two women who lived on the fourth floor. Pierre Marot, a shopkeeper, says that Mrs. Lespanay had bought food at his shop for nearly four years. She owned the house and had lived in it for more than six years. People said they had money. He never saw anyone enter the door except the old lady and her daughter and a doctor eight or ten times, perhaps. Many other persons, neighbors, said the same thing. Almost no one ever went into the house and Mrs. Lespanay and her daughter were not often seen. Jules McNaud, a banker, says that Mrs. Lespanay had put money in his bank beginning eight years before. Three days before her death, she took out of the bank a large amount of money in gold. A man from the bank carried it for her to her house. Isidore Mousset, a policeman, says that he was with the group that first entered the house. While he was going up the stairs, he heard two voices. One low and soft and one hard high and very strange. The voice of someone who was certainly not French. The voice of a foreigner? Spanish, perhaps? But it was not a woman's voice. He could not understand what it said, but the low voice, the softer voice, said in French, My God! Alfonso Garcia, who is Spanish and lives on the room morgue, says he entered the house but did not go up the stairs. He is nervous and he was afraid he might be ill. He heard the voices... He believes that the high voice was not that of a Frenchman. Perhaps it was English? 
but he doesn't understand English, so he is not sure. William Byrd, another foreigner, an Englishman, says he was one of the persons who entered the house. He has lived in Paris for two years. He heard the voices. The low voice was that of a Frenchman, he was sure, because he heard it say in French, my God. The high voice was very loud. He is sure it was not the voice of an Englishman, nor the voice of a Frenchman. It seemed to be that of an Italian. It might have been a woman's voice. He does not understand Italian. Mr. Alberto Montani, an Italian, was passing the house at the time of the cries. He says that they lasted for about two minutes. They were screams, long and loud, terrible, fearful sounds. Montani, who speaks Spanish but not French, says that he also heard two voices. He thought both voices were French, but he could not understand any of the words spoken. The persons who first entered the house all agree that the door of the room where the daughter's body was found was locked on the inside. When they reached the door, everything was quiet. When they forced the door open, they saw no one. The windows were closed and firmly locked on the inside. There are no steps that someone could have gone down while they were going up. They say that the openings over the fireplace are too small for anyone to have escaped through them. It took four or five people to pull the daughter's body out of the opening over the fireplace. A careful search was made through the whole house. It was four or five minutes from the time they heard the voices to the moment they forced open the door of the room. Paul Dumas, a doctor, says that he was called to see the bodies soon after they were found. They were in horrible condition, badly marked and broken. Such results could not have come from a woman's hands, only from those of a very powerful man. The daughter had been killed by strong hands around her neck. The police have learned nothing more than this. A killing as strange as this has never before happened in Paris. The police do not know where to begin to look for the answers. When we had finished reading the newspaper's account of the murders, neither Dupin nor myself said anything for a while. But I could see in his eyes that cold, empty look which told me that his mind was working busily. When he asked me what I thought of all of this, I could only agree with all Paris. I told him I considered it a very difficult problem, a mystery, to which it was not possible to find an answer. No, I think you are wrong. A mystery it is, yes, but there must be an answer. Let us go to the house and see what we can see. There must be an answer. There must. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Julian Stiles. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Could they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49 and you can email me at calmmystery at gmail.com. That's C-A-L-M. M-Y-S-T-E-R-Y at gmail.com In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world. <laughs>